0: Before I start this week, I have a little public service announcement to make. This week I celebrated a birthday, and I just wanted to take a moment and thank those who wished me well on that day, whether it was verbally or through text message or through whatever means you use to wish me a happy birthday. I just want to publicly thank you and let you know how much I appreciate all of you. I'm talking. Episode 97 for February 23rd, 2020. This is Joel from the I'm Talking Microcast, where I share my thoughts on a topic that has piqued my interest this past week. This week, we're talking opinion. One definition I read of the word opinion says, a view or judgment not necessarily based on fact. And I think that's a pretty good definition and uh, one that I will use as I go through this uh, little discussion about the word opinion. The problem I find as I was trying to decide what to say and what not to say and what was important, I realized that this topic could take a very long time or this particular word could take a very long time to cover properly. And in general, I try to keep my microcast just that a little shorter and to the point. So we'll see how I do today. One of the things that I realize is that everybody has an opinion. It doesn't really matter the age or the social status or whatever the case may be, everybody has an opinion. And the other thing I realized just from my own personal experiences is that our opinions can often and do often get us in trouble. And that is because we hold to them so strongly at times. There are times where someone may call opinion and I may call fact. Or someone may call opinion, and I may call conviction, and because of those strong views and the way that we use the word, there can be sharp dissension, sharp disagreements. It can have lines of existence actually, and and affect friendships, even long-term friendships. It can affect or help us to develop close relationships, and you know, even in my marriage marriage and and my married life, there are opinions that my wife holds that I might not hold and vice versa. A silly one is she thinks letters and numbers should not go together in equations. I think that makes all the sense in the world. I know that's a silly opinion, but just to give you an idea that even in close relationships, opinions exist that can drive wedges between people. As I was thinking about the word opinion I started to question whether differing opinions can coexist, and then I started to wonder, should they even coexist? And of course, I think they should, and I think they can. I think there are occasions where very strong opinions, especially when we disagree on what we might call the quote-unquote facts, can create division amongst people and those people may not really like to spend any time together. And I think it can create great division among groups of people that hold uh, a opinion that is vastly different from another group of people. And I think we see that in our nation today where lines are drawn over the opinions of this group of people versus that group of people. And I don't want to talk about anything specific in that area necessarily, but Every time I bring the subject up, something pops into your mind where you see division because of opinions. Because opinions may not be based on fact, I think that is what gets us into trouble or often creates that sharp division between people, groups of people, ideas of life in general, and so I was trying to think, what is my responsibility? What is our responsibility when we see sharp division that is created by opinion? And the first thing I thought of was a verse in Romans that says, As much as it depends on you, live at peace with all men. The verse indicates, just in the way it's said, that it's not always possible. There are times where you will not be able to live at peace with other people. But I think we jump on that part of the verse more than we jump on the part that says live at peace when it depends on us. And we say, well, we just can't live at peace with that person because they just hold an opinion that's way different than mine. And I'm not sure that's where the verse is going. I I think it's saying, as Christians, we need to find something that allows us to recognize the worth of people and live at peace with them to the best, the very best of our ability, given the power of the Holy Spirit that God has given us to do that. And so I wanna explore that just a little bit further. So one thing that came to my mind is respect versus recognition. And so I was thinking on the respect side, do we need to respect everybody's opinion? And I think the answer to that is no. I think that there are opinions in the world that go against my convictions, that go against what I believe, that I cannot give any credence to those opinions because of who I think God is and because of who he has made me. However, on the recognition side, I have to recognize that the person who holds that opinion, as wrong as I may think they are, they are still God's creation. And because of that, they have worth god has given them worth because he created them and if they have worth then even if their opinion goes against my conviction and belief i still cannot live in animosity towards that person so what what do i do with that how do i deal with people that are so far different from me that are so separate from what i think that are so separate from what i believe and what my convictions are and what I believe is true and what I believe is right. What do I do with those people? What is my responsibility to deal with those people? Do I just totally cut them out of my life? Do I just totally write them off as worthless? Well, based on the recognition that they are God's creation, I'm not allowed to do that. So let me give you a, a little thought and a shot at answering that question. So the three words that jump to my mind in handling that very difficult situation with someone whose opinion is so vastly different from my convictions are worth, grace, and love. And I think about the perfect God who sent his son to die for me in my worthless state, thereby giving me worth, where my opinions are so vastly different from his perfection that he still showed me grace— that my actions so separate me from the perfection of God, yet He still shows me love. Well, if that's possible, and God lives inside me, then I can do those same things for the people who hold opinions that would separate us forever in the world. The first thing I have to do is recognize that they have worth because they are God's creation. The Next thing I have to do is demonstrate grace for their opinion, for who they are as a creation of a holy God. And then I have to show love and not be uh, crazy about our disagreements and not be, I don't even know what the right word is, but to be angry, to be so red faced, to be so outraged by the opinion that they hold, that I can't even love that person, then that means that I am not giving in to the fact that God can love me. As I said, I could probably go on and on about this topic, but I just think that I have to stop at some point. And I want you to think about in your life, people who have worth, who you need to demonstrate grace and love toward, even though their opinion vastly separates you across convicting spaces and distances. I'm not sure I've done the topic justice today, but I've done the best that I can. And I hope that you continue to think about ways for you to draw people to you through worth, grace, and love as you meet those with vastly different opinions. Until next week, this is Joel from the I'm Talking Microcast.